Hi, I'm Justin Boyd. I'm Brittany Pacheco. And I'm Francisco Cupa. <laughs> and we are the Watchers in the Basement. Welcome to the Watchers in the Basement. We are here today to discuss Season 3, Episode 7 of The Boys. An episode entitled, Here Comes a Candle to Light You to Bed. Again, and with these long-ass titles. Long-ass titles, yeah. And the description's <laughs> all about uh, Buster the Beaver's like <laughs> deals and stuff, which... Obviously, Buster the Beaver is a uh, Chuck E. Cheese kind of ripoff, but uh, I appreciated that. <laughs> um, so let's start off at the top. We found out that Soldier Boy is Homelander's daddy. Homelander's father is Soldier Boy. And I have to say, I was absolutely blown away by this news. I did not see this coming. Brittany, what say you? Were you surprised as well? Man, Justin, I, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm upset with myself because I feel like someone, any one of us should have picked up on that a while back. But you know what? I can't be mad. It was a great reveal at the very end. Shout out to Drew, our friend in the north. He's here in the chat with us. We have missed you, Drew. Hope you're doing well. Please drop what you thought about this episode and the big reveal that is of Homelander being Soldier Boy's son. Crazy! Frank, what were your thoughts on that? I had no... Justin and I spoke about this on Friday. I had no clue. I had no inclination that it was going to go this route. I thought it would be something like crazy, like like he was brought back to like kill Homelander or like Homelander, Homelander was just afraid of him because he thought he might be more powerful than him. Like I, I, didn't, I just didn't see this coming. Like It was... Totally out of left field. And this, like the show is just, it, it does a great job of just story developing and, and the random like surprise fuck you. It's just, it's just, it's just perfect. <laughs> but on that note, our friend Drew in the North says that this was not in the comics. So it's a great uh, mm. deviation from the comic books versus the show. So yeah. And if you, cool if, know. if you check out the trivia on each episode, that that's one of the trivia notes for this week is that this is a totally a show creation as far as Homelander or as far as soldier boy being Homelander's dad. So, you know, I was just so blown away by it because of, of how well this show has like, you know, they take things that we already know, right. They take the soldier boys like captain America, Homelander's like Superman. And even though they're not exactly those characters, they're the archetypes, of those characters. So, in my mind, I would never think that Captain America would be Superman's father because Superman's an alien. Captain America's, you know, from Brooklyn or whatever. So it, because they're, they, they play on the stuff that we already know, they play on it so well. To me, it was a total shocker. Like I, and even though I, I think uh, Maggie says in the chat, like, you know, now things connect, some of the dots connect now. And I, I agree now looking back. But in that moment, I was totally stunned. Like I just, I, and I can't believe I didn't see it coming, but I did not see it coming at all. I, like as we were talking about with Frank, I, I thought that Soldier Boy was going to be used as, as a weapon, as they said, against Homelander. Now I, I didn't think Homelander was going to lose, but, but now I have, I have a lot of theories, and uh, before Ooh, I, get, I love theories. <laughs> yeah, but before I, I before I uh, go into that. Do y'all have anything else you want to talk about as far as Soldier Boy and the Homelander father-son? 
I mean, it, it now makes sense, you know, Maggie. So first of all, shout out to everyone in the live chat right now. Drew, our friend in the north. Maggie, my friend. Love you. Miss you. We need to hang out one day. And then Yesenia, longtime supporter of the Watchers yep. in the Basement. We really appreciate you guys being here and sharing your thoughts about this latest episode from The Boys. Justin, to answer your question, any more thoughts on this big reveal? The Again, the more I think about it, like Maggie said, you can connect the dots. You, We talked a, a lot about the fact that Butcher treats the boys the same way that Homelander treats the Seven. Then you look back at Soldier Boy and how he treats Payback. It's the exact same thing. Yep. And again, it now just makes a lot of sense. Soldier Boy thinking that he is the end-all be-all. He's, you know, America's greatest superhero. He fought the Nazis. We're going to talk about that later. Uh, but the fact that there's now just so many parallels between himself and now, you know, baby boy, uh, Homelander, it's it's just crazy. Um, Maggie says that the fact that they are both some so sort of form of patriotic type, um, you know, we knew that Home Homelander was an upgrade, but didn't know he was a chip off the old block. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very well put. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. <clears throat> And uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew, sorry, I don't know why I just said Andrew. It says Andrew. Uh, Drew says, just like Quicksilver in the Age of Ultron. What? You didn't see that coming? <laughs> yeah, definitely did not see that coming. No. So, Frank, do you have anything else to add on the Soldier Boy Homelander reveal? What? This is what happens when you try to become God and try to, like, overrule science. Soldier Boy was clearly off his rocker and was clearly unstable. Why in the entire fuck would you want to clone something from that DNA strand? Yeah. And now, as you see, as the show goes on, how more unstable Homeland is becoming as each season goes by, as each episode goes by. It just it just looks super gloom. Like now you have two deranged soups running around here with no with no conceivable check and control right now. So I I, I don't know. It's it's crazy. I don't see how they <laughs> how they come out of this and it's it does seem like you know obviously i don't i don't think that soldier boy told butcher huey what he found out after he killed mindstorm right so I, that's I where, highly highly yeah. doubt it because that so, would change the story entirely exactly so you have to believe that now soldier boy and like he said you know he calls up homelander and tells him that like hey like they didn't have to get rid of me they could have kept me around because you know i would have gladly let you take the spotlight what father wouldn't want that for their son. So I guess my question to y'all, do you think that now we're going to see a team up of Homelander and soldier boy? Oh, a thousand, a thousand and ten percent. I mean, there's no doubt about it that now soldier boy is going to align with Homelander because let's remember Homelander just wants to be loved. He wants to be right. the greatest who better to team up with than the greatest superhero of all time, Soldier Boy, a.k.a. his daddy. By the way, I was right in saying that Vought was behind this whole thing, that the replacement yeah. was Homelander. Mm -hmm. Just saying, I was right. Toot my own horn. Beep, beep. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> well, Yeah, it, it's crazy. So, usually we save our predictions for the end, but I'm like, I'm too excited. I've got to like say this now. So, here's what I think is going to happen in the finale. Soldier Boy is going to team up with Homelander, right? It's going to look really bad for the boys because, you know, it was it was tough enough when they had Soldier Boy on their side, quote unquote. <laughs> now they don't, right? So they're going to come up against 
Huey and Butcher and the rest of the boys are somehow all going to meet. We're going to get the face off between them, Soldier Boy and Homelander. And then Black Noir, who we have a lot to talk about with this character because he had a big episode. Black Noir is going to kill Soldier Boy because I do not think that Jensen Ackles will be in season four. I, I would love if he were. But just given of like the, what happened with Stormfront last season, I feel like he's going to be a one-season character, right? Say it ain't so, Justin. Say it ain't so. Maggie I, I is going to die if that happens. <laughs> I don't like that either because, like, I mean, me and Jensen Ackles, we go way back. He was on Smallville season four. I'm a huge Smallville fan. So before he was on Supernatural for 15 years or 15 seasons, he was on Smallville. I'm a huge Smallville fan. But – um I do think that that Black Noir is going to get his revenge on Soldier Boy, thus setting up season four storyline, which is going to be Black Noir, who is kind of their Batman versus Homelander. We're going to get a very good version of Batman v Superman. Basically, Amazon is going to have Batman v Superman in season four. That's my prediction. Damn. Yep. yep. I would drop the mic, but I paid for this mic. So <laughs> gonna drop it so what do y'all think about that do you think i'm wrong do you have other ideas i'll go to frank first i mean that's a good prediction man i, I could i could definitely see that happening um i just don't know with homelander's case i don't know if he so let's say soldier boy gives homelander the spotlight that he so desires and wants but what if the crowd so not so now we know i know we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves the crowd at or the, the 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 world knows that Homeland is a nut job after what happened with was with, with um with uh, Starlight recording him secretly. I feel like I feel like that's gonna play a part as far as like um him wanting love and like and like the crowd and like the the world now going to Soldier Boy as this pure the the original the original Homelander. And I right. think Homeland's gonna get jealous. And I could see like this whole, you know, father, I mean, son killing father um, oh, wow. okay. out, of, out of jealousy. I could see that. Um, and I could see Black Noir being like the, being, being the, uh, the safety switch of season four to take out Homelander himself. Ooh, I can get behind that. I like, I like Justin's theory. Don't get me wrong. I really like it. I think it's solid, but Frank's story that, that just makes a whole lot more sense because we're seeing the fact that, Homelander is just ready to snap at right. any given moment. And the idea that Soldier Boy is his daddy, I mean, let's remember, he's always wanted to be loved. He's wanted like a family. He he never really had the parental figures at all, let's be it, Vogelbaum, who right. is his, you know, creator, doctor, whatever you want to call him. And I can definitely see Homelander not wanting to share the limelight with Soldier Boy because how the hell are they going to explain that Soldier Boy is alive? Right. You know, we saw that in this episode that Ashley was on VNN News saying, you know, he died in '84. Like Starlight is 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 starting up, you know, stirring up trouble, and she's shifting light from what she's doing, all the bad things she's doing. That's what I'm saying. So like Vod has a lot of explaining to do if this team up is to happen. And the fact that Homelander is basically Vought, right? So there's a lot to figure out how that's going to work. But I really can get behind the idea of Homelander just taking Soldier Boy out to be the one and only, the best superhero in existence because he's the upgrade and he wants it all. 
he wants it all. As crazy as this motherfucker is, he literally wants it all. And I like that idea too. And I think, but I think I would like that idea more if it were the season four kind of storyline to me to do that, to have Homelander, you know, basically announced to the world that soldier boy is his father. And then to have him kill soldier boy by the end of that episode, which I mean, the boys, obviously this, this, the show's action packed and they do a lot of stuff real fast. So they can like, if any show can do it, they can do it. But that storyline, which I also think is really cool, which I didn't think of. I think that would play out so much better over a season than just the finale. But again, this show, like I just said, this show could pull that off. So that's, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Because the, the, the people are going to, are going to play a role in this. Like, like people are sheep. They, they're dying to be led. They're dying to, to, yep. to, to honor and, 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 you know, look up to something. And with Homelander now, this will be the, with the second time Homelander has gone nuts on either on TV or secretly on camera, they're going to, they're going to look for a, a new savior. And I think Soldier Boy is going to be that savior for them indirectly, of course, um, because of what, what Homelander has done. Um, but now I, mean, I would love to see the play over a, a whole season instead of, you know, one episode, yeah. but, um, yeah, I think I think Black Noir shows up in season four. I think he becomes like the the nine shot armor in season four. I think he, and I think what's thinking comes back in the, into the fold too. Um, the leader, the leader Edgar. of Bar- yeah, yeah, Edgar, yeah, Edgar, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he needs to come back. That man is too too charismatic to not be in this show. <laughs> and he actually was in this episode via the Looney Tunes style. Uh, oh my gosh. Skit. Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. But going back real quick about black noir and the significance yeah. he could play into this. I mean, if we go back to the animated series, diabolical, there's that one episode that really pertains to Homelander and black noir and black noir kind of more or less being what Homelander's, not bodyguard, kind of, kind of his protector. The guy, kind of like, his protector. Yeah, yeah. For all Vought, lack of right, Edgar <clears throat> kind of put Black Noir in charge of watching over Homelander because Homelander was the, like kind of a rookie, you know, hero. Even though he's more powerful than Black Noir, right? You know, he was a rookie kind of in the game. So yeah, but Homelander has not treated Black Noir like what we saw depicted in that that cartoon play of Soldier Boy with all of payback particularly with, with black. Noir, no, right? he holds him in, in higher regard. He, he's does. like the only one that he, you know, like we saw in the, in the previous episode where he, you know, he ditched talked, him, <laughs> talked to him in the hallway and asked him like, why would soldier boy do this? You know him because he was a, you know, your team leader in payback. And right. So he, he definitely, uh, black Noir is probably the only person he respects yeah. in the seven or of any of the superheroes. Yeah, but definitely can get behind the idea of Homelander taking out Soldier Boy and Black Noir backing up Homelander because it's killing two birds with one stone, basically. And yeah, I mean, it's uh, it is going to be interesting. So Yesenia is asking, but will Huey survive? And can yes. Starlight save him? Great questions. I don't know that she'll save him, but he's going to survive because Jack Quaid is a huge part of this show. 100%. I mean, the funniest moments in this show involve Jack Quaid. <laughs> like, for example, there there was a, and now I'm just kind of jumping around, but there was a part of this episode where we find out that, you know, obviously Soldier Boy has PTSD from what happened to him in Russia and Butcher's way of like controlling that or trying to help him deal with that is he just buys him, you know, hefty bagfuls of weed 
And uh, Butcher and Huey have a great exchange where, uh, you know, Huey's like basically saying, uh, oh, great. So this guy's radioactive. He's got PTSD. He's self-medicating. He's like, feels right. Feels good. (laughs) (laughs) Just the delivery. His delivery. He's the he's. He's the funniest person on the show. And it's his reactions and his delivery stuff is like he just nails it. So he's gotta he's gotta make it to season four. He'll make you know it the Dustin season. Boy type of line, just so you know. Yeah, delivery, it is. the sardonic yeah. nature behind it. <laughs> I was like hundred percent. He's so funny, man. And I um <laughs> but I mean uh, you know, obviously, like what we find out also from, from Starlight or from Annie is that you know, if you take three to five doses of uh, comp of the the temporary V, you can die. You could it mm-hmm. can like scramble your brain. You can die. And I, I'm pretty sure that Butcher and Huey have taken at least three to five doses, right? Yeah, because yeah, I know three for for Butcher for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah, maybe maybe four or five. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like he, he's yeah. He killed gunpowder. He used it in Russia when they um. We're yeah. trying to get home, uh, get uh, Soldier Boy, and then uh, my the mind do when they killed him. That's three times right there, at least. And it's probably yeah. a fourth as well. Yeah, Butcher for sure has taken it more often than Huey has. I think Huey right. is at least three, I want to say. Oh, but... it is four because Butcher took it at, at Hero Gasm as well. So that's four mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they've they've taken it quite a few times, and obviously the brain leaking out of your ear that you know <laughs> makes a lot of sense. That was gross, but I, I for sure think that they're both going to survive Butcher and Huey. I mean, let's just face it: this is Carl Urban's show, if you will, and 100% Starlight is going to survive. I mean, they're they're the top three or amongst the top you know five of of you know the stars of the show. Um. What I'm thinking is going to happen because there's a line that Butcher says to Huey after Butcher hangs up with Annie saying, okay, I'm going to tell him about the temp V, you know, not to take it anymore. The way that Butcher kind of delivers the line, you almost want to believe that he has no regard for Huey whatsoever. And he says, we need to get more temp V and then we're going to, you know, finish the job. Right. Mm -hmm. Which kind of would allude to, we're going to keep taking this shit until we finish the job. But I think I want to, I kind of want to say that if you inject the temp V, the the amount of doses that it takes to kill someone, maybe they themselves are going to try to shoot up, I don't know, Homelander or somebody or Soldier Boy, like unless, you know, he, he turns on them real, real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless Butcher's plan is to take the temp V and then use it on somebody else to kill them quick. I don't think he's going to turn around and do it on, on Huey, given everything that we've learned about butcher in his past history, especially with his little brother. I, I guess my thing with that is how much temp V do they have? I mean, Maeve That's was a their great question. <laughs> Maeve was their hookup and she's been locked up for what? Two episodes. Yeah. So a couple of episodes. Yeah. I can't imagine they have a ton of that stuff left anyway. Drew, I, I'm gonna need you to stop taking your temp V immediately. Cease and desist, sir. <laughs> that was that was a fun comment. Uh, yeah, I don't know how much V they have on them, let alone if they have any more back in the office, because that's what it sounded like. Butcher right. was saying we need to go back to the office to go get more of the V. Um, on that note, too, with uh, and now I'm jumping around a little bit. Uh, 
let's talk about Kimiko real quick. Kimiko and Frenchie reunite with with MM and Starlight, and Kimiko is still injured. Frenchie's not still high, but very much high. Because according to him, the Lord hates quitters. Well, that, but that was a, a line about smoking. <laughs> he was also smoking, right? And it's true, but either way, yeah. the Lord See, hates quitters either way. <laughs> you know, that's the thing about this show. The humor on this show is just as good as the action and the superhero storytelling. Like they just, yeah, they yeah. just nail it on every level. Like, they do perfectly. Yeah, they they do. really do. They do. But Kimiko is, is resting and he's keeping her company. They, they kind of share some, you know, uh, <clears throat> bonding time if you will but but kimiko ultimately pleads to annie like she wants the permanent compound v like she wants she wants her powers back and the main reason is to be able to have a say you know before she didn't have a choice right and now she does and she wants to protect those that she loves she wants to protect her family namely frenchie and then Annie just miraculously walks into Vaught, walks into their labs, takes one vial of the compound V, and then discovers, you know, the, the side effects of the temp V, right? And then it doesn't walk out of there unnoticed, of course, because she encounters Homelander. But how is it that easy to get into Vaught? And then why would you only just take one vial? I need people to think smarter. <laughs> well, I mean, she is a superpowered person. And it's a, you know, but the people she's working with are not, <laughs> but the, in the tower, it's located like what New York city, I'm sure people are in and out of that building all the time. Fair enough. I, I think, I think that's easy to explain. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That was just kind of a bit of a sidebar, but what did, what did y'all think of that interaction between Kimiko and, and Annie, you know, the, the back and forth and Annie's trying to be reasonable, but Kimiko's kind of like, but I have like, I want to protect my family. I want to protect those that I love. Frank, have any thoughts on Kimiko? I know she's recently become one of your favorites. Yeah, she's, she's, that's a hot one right there, man. That is <laughs> that a, a hot one. E. Frankel. Yeah. Um, um, she, is this Kimiko again, just coming out as a force in this season? Like, again, like an, another example of her acting chops. The, the woman can't talk. And like, she's like stealing every fucking scene that, that that she's in it's, it's it's just amazing like it's hard to display emotion and convey emotion without actually speaking and for her to do that it's like it's it's so dope and like and, you know and i almost forgot about her 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 story arc i mean you know being being kidnapped and turned to a weapon losing her brother in season two she's encountered a lot of loss and she doesn't want to count any more loss especially the people that she cares about um including frenchie so I think trying to convey that to Annie and let her know, like, you know, I mean, Annie, all these heroes have experienced loss and, and like, and like some type of like obstacles. But I think Annie was just very, um, didn't know much about Kamiko's past and, and what Kamiko has been through until she told her that. And I think that's, that's what, that's what um, made Annie, you know, say, you know what, I, I want to help you. And in, 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 in the long run, we're helping a team by trying to get rid of Homelander and now Soldier Boy. So I thought it was a great, it was a great scene on Kamiko's part. Karen killed that role. <laughs> and for yeah. those of y'all living in Houston, uh, it was recently added that uh, Karen Fukara will be joining Anthony Starr here. 
uh, at Comic Palooza the weekend of July the 15th through the 17th. Mm -hmm. Frank, I, I know you're very excited about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, just, I just want a hug. That's all. I just, I just want <laughs> Well, um, listen, you, you got a hug from Masande. You said he never washed that shirt again. Don't know if he did or didn't. That's your business, not ours. Um, but um, <laughs> but yeah, hey, you know, make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> yes, indeed. Hey, Brittany, real quick, I want to mention there's some talk in the chat that I think is mm -hmm. really interesting. There's a question of would, would maybe Homelander or would Butcher use Ryan against Soldier Boy or against uh, Homelander and to me, that's really interesting. And I, I like that idea, the possibility of that. But also, sure. I think that's also something you should do in the next season. Uh -huh. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I just think, like, that's too much for one episode. To me, it is. Yeah. But um, that's a really great idea, too. Yeah, because the, the question, I mean, the question poses, like, is anything off limits Yeah. for for Butcher? And, and I mean, it, Butcher did kind of answer that question early on with Maeve when they had their little sexy time yeah. of whether, of whether Ryan would be able to kind of go up against Homelander and, and according to Butcher with no real <laughs> knowledge whatsoever saying right. it'd be years before Ryan could go up against his dad. And I think if Ryan had the right motivation, he might be able to do something because we did see a little bit come out when it came down to protecting his mom, you know, the laser eye, you know, thing. And yeah. then the strength kind of came through. So, I mean, Ryan obviously has something within him. It's just, it's not ready to be unleashed just yet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If the address that Victoria Newman gave to Homelander in their interaction, mm -hmm. because she said, this is completely a transactional relationship you know uh you do small favor for me which i want to know what that favor is and yeah, victoria said to. yeah victoria said i will do something for you and she hands him a piece of paper which has an address of like somewhere i think in minnesota, in minnesota. or something like that yeah and is it is it ryan's location with grace mallory or yeah. is it something else you know it's it's very curious um i think it's got to be i think and i think yeah. we're gonna see ryan in the finale <clears throat> i just i think that that would be a lot i mean although i could see where they do like show soldier boy his or soldier boy meets his grandson that would be kind of crazy um man could you imagine the idea of a a, a father i'm sorry a grandfather father and then the sun, like all just in one room. That like, would be mind blowing. Or what if like the season valley ends with like with those three flying off? Homelander and the kid grab Soldier Boy and fly away. I mean, who knows? Like Oof. that would be a way. You know, I wonder with Soldier Boy, like, will they kill him or will he be badly injured like Stormfront was in the season two finale? Uh, but again, I'm not trying to get rid of Jensen Ackles or that character. I just don't see that character going further, you know, for several reasons. But um, I, I hope they keep him on personally. Um, I think it would be interesting story development because like the idea of introducing this, I, this whole fact of Soldier Boy is Homelander's father 
and then kill him off almost immediately. It's just kind of like, what the hell? But, but let's not forget that Homelander did say to Maeve, by the way, Yesenia, I'm with you. Hashtag free Maeve. Uh, Homelander did tell Maeve that he was going to harvest her eggs. Right. So that they can create soups together, right? Soup, little soup children. Yep. Sounds weird to say that out loud. But, you know, the best of Maeve and the best of Homelander. He in, I guess he views Ryan as sort of a, Ryan has a weakness because he's also part uh, or half non-soup, right? He's and, human, yeah. And he's human. And, you know, that little bit of human that's still within Homelander is probably killing him, you but know. But is it, Maeve, is it Maeve also part human? Wasn't she someone like Starlight or like A-Train who was given V at a young age? Yeah, I think Homelander is the exception because like right, I think right. I think uh, Yesenia had said it earlier on in the chat about um, that's in season one. It was kind of established that like soups were were uh, made, not born right. or they, they thought the other way right and right. then it was revealed right. about compound v and and what have you but i think homelander is the exception mm -hmm. he was actually uh born as a soup right um now do we know anything like other than was he actually carried in the womb or was he just completely 100 percent a lab uh creation no idea yeah um it's an interesting idea in general um, but for him to say, and it's so weird, Justin, we, we kind of talked about how the way that the boys episodes and their, their storyline is very close to what's happening here in real life in the States. And the idea of, of a man saying, well, this is what I've decided for you, the woman with your eggs and your body. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, that hit way what? too close to home. Once again, their timing with like, Insane. Real, real world uh topics is pretty uh -huh. eerie with Yeah. Oh my god, I was not ready for that when when that whole conversation was being had. He's like, "No, I think the world of you and this and that, but I'm going to harvest your eggs." Yeah. But I, I do <laughs> like, like Yeah. I I do like how that interaction ended where you know, she noticed, well, she noticed early on that he had concealer on because of his mm -hmm. bruise that we saw in the in the episode six finale or the, the ending is episode six and you know he, he was saying she was saying you know like despite me being locked up she's like this is still you know one of the top three days of my life because today is the day i saw you scared mm -hmm. so i did like that part of it and i do think that somehow we're gonna see her be freed in the finale Hashtag I, I, I think, you know that's what i think it is i think that that annie annie will save mave now Will Maeve make it out of the finale alive? I don't think so. And I said that early in the season. So I would not be surprised if she dies in a, you know, battle with Homelander or, you know, maybe, maybe soldier boy takes her out, you know, who knows? Like, yeah, I mean, there, there was an exchange with, with Homelander saying, you know, if, if you, if you die, whether that's by accident or by choice. So I'm curious if that foreshadows her untimely end. Right. Um, you know, and that's a little, a little concerning. Um, I, I don't want to see her go out like that, but she kind of already seemed, she already resolved herself to that being her, her ultimate outcome. Right. Yeah. 
I would I, I would like it if Starlight kind of came in and saved Maeve because she she obviously said it, you know, bots covering yeah. up Maeve's disappearance and all this other crap. But like I I would like to see that team up. But you know what? This is the boys. Anything anything goes. There's <laughs> there's no there's no way we can predict uh, what's gonna happen with any one of these characters, right? And it's uh, I'm looking in the chat right now and Maggie asked, yes. did I miss it or who's Homelander's mother? And we will find out the backstory in the next episode. I don't think it's been revealed about Homelander's mother. Like I mentioned earlier, if if he was just created using just Soldier Boy's parts. Um <laughs> DNA rather, and then he was just like lab grown, or if there was an actual uh, woman who carried him, well, I don't know. Do y'all remember before, like after season one, before season two, they did these like trailer kind of uh, these like mini trailers where or vignettes, I guess I should say, mm -hmm. where they had um, they had the young Homelander like in a in the like a padded cell or whatever. And they brought in this woman, Vogelbrom brought in this woman. And I, and I, if I remember correctly, he would tell the woman, you know, it was, it was a different woman because, you know, what would happen is the young Homelander would end up like hugging them or killing them by, by accident. Squish. And I did think he, they were, he got hugged, hugged one to death at one time. Yeah. So I, I think they were, I think those people were auditioning to like be Homelander's mother. Ah, okay, okay. I think, okay. or, or if, if not, mother, like a motherly figure or something. I, I don't totally remember it that well, but I surrogate mother, surrogate mother. That, that's that's probably the proper uh, term. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we learned about his. You know, well, I don't know because, like, as uh, Soldier Boy said, you know, I beat my meat into a cup. <laughs> that's how Soldier Boy was born. Uh, or that's how Homelander was born. So. Listen, again, I'm sorry. I'm going to be jumping again. Jensen Eccles, Maggie, I apologize for not really paying attention to this actor long before this show. Uh, his one-liners, I mean, we talked about how Jack Quaid's got the delivery. He's got, you know, the one-liners or whatever. But Jensen has absolutely got, he's got it as well. You know, when he says, uh, you know, well, maybe we should do this and then... He, Soldier Boy comes back. Well, maybe you should gargle my ball sack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just kind of say it matter of factly. Yeah, no, <laughs> like without skipping a beat. He's great in this role, and like I watched the first two seasons of, of Supernatural, and he was great on that show too. And I think that continued. Obviously, it went fifteen seasons or more. But because his because he was on that show for so long, he was kind of tied up with that show and that's why he didn't do other things. So if you didn't watch supernatural, or like I said before, didn't see him in Smallville back in, you know, the early mid two thousands, uh, you know, you probably haven't seen this guy. So not particularly. Uh, I do like the fact that he's getting like the shine that he deserves mm -hmm. because he's obviously very talented as a comedic actor and a physical actor. So, uh, for sure. It's, it's been a great season for him. He's been the breakout, um, sensation. And, uh, you know, obviously, Having worked with a showrunner before, he, you know, this role was like perfect for him. And for sure. And, you know, and not that I am a, like I said, I watched the first couple seasons of Supernatural, but not that I'm a huge fan of the show, but there are a lot of nods to that show in this episode. Mm -hmm. For example, there's the scene when Homelander and, or not Homelander, I'm sorry, when Soldier Boy and Butcher and Huey open up the trunk of their car to get out weapons or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's like a shot from Supernatural. That's like yeah. a super because Supernatural they drive around in this like old car and like they've always got like uh you know like a seventies rock music playing, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a nod to that show. And also the fact that um, the actor who plays Robert Singer in The Boys is a uh, he's the he's the guy running for president. Mm-hmm. He was also in Supernatural. So oh, okay. there's a couple there's and I'm sure there's plenty more that I don't even know of that that they drop in there. But uh, yeah. Anyway, good job by uh, Jensen Ackles. It's well done. So Maggie says uh, his one-liners is what kills me, and I love it. I think she's slightly biased. <laughs> you can really see his true acting skills and see him in a much more different grown-up light. He deserves his flowers. flowers? Sure, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> and the last thing I'll say about this is um, I saw an interview with him and the showrunner, Eric Kripke, uh, maybe a month or two ago. And you know, Kripke like basically went called Jensen Ackles and said, Hey, this role is perfect for you. But apparently Sony had, had ideas. They wanted a, a more famous person to play that role. So I, I'd like, to, I would like to know who that actor would be. Um, the the yeah. one thing I think would be awesome is if it hadn't have been Jensen Ackles, what if they could have got Chris Evans to play evil? Captain I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were Think about that. how awesome if Chris Evans played this character, just saying, just saying, he'd like, probably be down. He probably. Well, would I do think it. he would do it, but I. I mean, I wonder. Like, well, Marvel probably would not like it. You know what I mean? Like, it's probably like you know there because, but it's yeah. interesting to think about that. Anyway, just that's a total non secular. But uh, anyway, anyway, I like the idea. Um, for sure. Yeah. So let's uh, let let's go to the scene with uh, and we kind of referenced this before, but let's talk about the Newman scene with uh with Homelander, where Homelander. He's at a rally for this Robert Singer guy who's running for president. And he is he is just using the rally to badmouth Starlight and talk about how she has like this like human trafficking ring or whatever. And then it's I guess it's like at a farm or something. So then he walks off stage because he freaks out. He thinks he sees Soldier Boy. <laughs> right. And then he has to, you know, we we see his his milk moment this uh this season where he's milking a cow, drinks the milk. And uh, Newman comes in. She's like, did, did we miss breakfast or what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but my, my thing with, with Newman and Brittany, you touched on this a second ago and I, I want to get Frank's idea. What do you think, what does Newman want from Homelander? That's a good question, man. Newman's yeah. one of the characters, man. She, she keeps her, cl- her, her cars close to her chest. I don't know what the end goal is for her. I mean, in season two, it looked like she just wanted um, chaos to create propaganda, you know, with the soups and humans and the, the whole administration thing. This season, the only thing I could tell from her is that she wants to protect her daughter, but I don't know how you want to protect your daughter by creating all this havoc around you. Um, it's a good question, man. I don't know what she wants after she, after, after she betrayed her, her pappy, um, <laughs> um, her, her, uh, her goals are so unclear to me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I can't figure that out, and I wonder like, you know, is she done with Edgar? Is she gonna? Because as as Ed, you know, Edgar said like she's good at playing both sides, uh, because obviously the previous episode she tried to team up with Starlight, so now she's trying to team up with Homelander. I wonder what her end game is, and does it involve bringing back uh, Edgar and so, or is she working with Edgar also? I mean, I I think everything is on the table with that character. Yeah, for sure. And and I agree with Maggie. 
saying that it's hard to get a read off of her. Yeah. And we don't know how how her child is doing post getting compound V injected in her, right? Because it almost seemed like it was not looking good, but, you know, no one knows, yeah. really. Um, and I, I'm curious because the little light that we that was shed on Victoria Newman about growing up in this kind of orphanage for soups and uh, she was quote unquote adopted, but not adopted by Stan Edgar. You know, I wonder if her favor of Homelander is to take out her birth parents or if it's to like what y'all are saying, something about Stan Edgar, if she's trying to either one up him again or to bring him back. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's definitely hard to get to figure her out rather. And I, I'm, I wonder if that will unfold in the finale. Yeah. Um, notice in the chat, there's something, there's a lot of talk about Jeffrey Dean Morgan and <laughs> he, so Jeffrey Dean Morgan, apparently he's in talks to, or there's rumors that he's going to be in season four of the boys. He's a fan of the boys. He also has a supernatural tie in where he played the father of the Winchester boys, which, uh, oh. Jensen Ackles played, he played uh, Dean Winchester and their dad yes, was Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan was also in um, the Watchmen. And he also played Thomas Wayne in, in Batman V Superman, the greatest movie ever made. So <laughs> I mean, my, per my personal favorite comic, comic book film. So he he's, he's uh, and also he's been in the walking dead, of course. Um, so I think we're going to see him in season four of uh, the boys. You know, I got to get my digs in on Batman v Superman. Uh, oh. I just have to. I mean, he, yeah. he honestly, it's it's honestly his fault because he says Martha first. So. Damn it. You beat me to it. I was going to ask. Is it because he said Martha? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Damn. He's my favorite. Damn you. But uh, <laughs> so let's let's get to Black Noir. We've, we've touched on him a little bit, but let's talk about his ep his storyline, because this is probably his biggest episode. Yeah. I mean, without question, this is his biggest episode. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we see him, he's at this rundown uh, pizza restaurant, which is, uh, like I said, Buster Beavers, which is the, uh, the Chuck E. Cheese ripoff, which I love that. I love Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> the, the, the voice of Chuck E. Cheese is, uh, the lead singer of my favorite band, Bowling for Soup, Jarrett okay. Reddick. He, he voices Chuck E. Cheese. So just for y'all. Thank you for that clarification. Yeah. I had to mention really that. really odd for you to say, I no, love when I was Chuck E. Cheese. No, when I was a kid, I haven't had it in <laughs> okay. years, but I love okay. I love the idea of Chuck E. Cheese. I used to have it a lot as a kid. So that's nah, a hard pass for me, bro. Okay. Well, Maybe you know, the not. pizza, the pizza actually used to be pretty good. Mm. Again, I probably haven't had it in 25 years or 20 ish years, but it's good. Okay. Uh, it was good. Anyway, um, black, uh, black back to black noir. That was a tough, tough transition there. Oh my God. Um, he's in this rundown pizza restaurant. And he, he's, uh, he's talking to these, like these Looney Tune type characters come to life and he's talking to them. And Brittany, what did you think about just the visuals of seeing these characters come to life? It's, I thought it was incredible. Dude, I thought it was high as fuck when I was watching this. <laughs> Cause I was like, wait a minute. Is this, is this the same show? Yeah. Like I, I literally was not expecting that because I, I mean, even when we saw Kimiko in the earlier episodes of the season when she's uh, watching this pianist play and then she starts, she breaks out into song. And right. I was like, Oh, she can now talk and she can sing. And then it reverts back to her actual like state. 
But when I was watching Black Noir <laughs> with the cartoons, I'm like, okay, either I'm really high as fuck right now, which I wasn't, or this is just how he sees life. You know, we don't know <laughs> how he really interprets the world around him, given the kind of brain injury injuries that he sustained. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of wholesome in a weird way because you know, he's a superhero. He's strong. He's, you know, a trained assassin, if you will. But then it's just kind of like very just simple minded, you know, kind right, of thing. Right. Very innocent, obviously very childlike. And to kind of have that be like a safe space for him to go back and to feel comforted among these friends of his who who said, you know, we were there for you when you paralyzed this one kid. We were there for you when you... <laughs> had your erection in the seventh grade and we were we were there for you with the the hard rock cafe massacre in lagos and um you know we're always there for you and we care about you and you know you need to face soldier boy and here's here's a little production we put on for you and it was just it was really sweet in a very strange way <laughs> um but i think it, it's just a really it was strange to say the least. Uh, Maggie says that Black Noir, that whole cartoon character didn't make sense till I seen him get his head bashed in by Soldier Boy. Exactly. Exactly. He obviously sustained serious brain injuries and yeah. has a completely different outlook of, of life. And it's, <laughs> oh, it was weird. <laughs> I thought Frank. it was creative as hell. Real quick, I, just, I thought it was creative as hell the way they told the story of what happened with Payback and how mm -hmm. they you know, turned on soldier boy and turned him over to the Russians, how they use these, these cartoon characters, these imaginary friends of black noir to tell that story. Yeah. So, Frank, what did you yeah. think about the whole black noir at Buster Beaver's, uh, storyline? The minute I saw that, I was like, this is, this is due to all the concussions he's had and, and his brains getting bashed and to see cartoon characters. Cause I, I was high when I watched it. So I was like, I thought, I thought I was envisioning it for a second. And then I had to like rewind it. When I sobered up, I was like, oh, no, these are really actually cartoon characters that he's looking at. OK, I'm not tripping. Um, uh, but no, it's 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 really sad only because we knew nothing of Black Noir for like three seasons for the most part. And for all this uh, all of a sudden come out, you see why he's a mute. You see why he's he's such an obscure, um, you know, out of the way character and and. When you when you go through what he went through, all the abuse that he went through, yeah, I would I would I would want a fortify plan to get rid of this motherfucker too. Like I, I get it now. And then like seeing him scared when he found out Soldier Boy was back, now all this now it's all starting to make sense now why he not why he's so scared and he had no issues taking out that tracker out of his out of his, his his forearm. I get it now because what what he went through, um, and that's why I, I truly believe he's gonna be. The guy that becomes a hero for Vault, as far as like getting rid of Homeland and or Soldier Boy uh, indirectly, but um, yeah, that's and and that's another guy that you know there are two mutes on this show <laughs> between Black Noir and uh, and Kamiko. Like these these actors and actresses do a great job of like it's so hard to act and, and not speak and be able to like really convey your emotions with no words is amazing to me. Um, but I, I can't wait to see what we have in store for him um, coming out. Um, yeah, I, I feel bad for the guy. Like that's that's bullying to the tenth power, <laughs> for sure. 
Oh, without a doubt. And, and Maggie makes a good point about the fact that in the cartoon production of, of uh, Black Noir's life, mm-hmm. that a sheep, a, a black, black sheep, sheep plays yeah. Black Noir. And, you know, we commonly believe that sheeps are, are followers, right? And, mm-hmm. and it's just a really... And then being a black sheep at that, you know, kind of like outside, you know, when when one says you're a black, sh- you're the black sheep of the family, it's kind of yeah. like in a in a bad context. But it's uh, it is ironic in a way. And That's an I, excellent point by Maggie. That's really yeah. I didn't. I mean, I noticed there was a sheep just because I was, you know, you notice all the different uh, animals that they're portraying, but like. Mm-hmm. That's an that's a really good point. Like I did not think it really that. is. Yeah. It really honestly is, and and the fact that he kind of uh, he he was already kind of having to be outside the box because he was made to be that way thanks to Vought and 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 Stan Egger, and of course we saw that that argument again between the two. And I don't want to wear the mask. I I want to be you know just I want to do this, and then that didn't happen. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's just extremely good storytelling. I, and I think that's what I take away from every episode of the boys. I still, for right now, I still say Herogasm is still my favorite episode to date. Um, <laughs> you like it. Um, <laughs> but the fact that like this, uh, this episode, obviously the, the story progressed because we did obviously learn so much on the heels of Herogasm, but learning about characters that we have just seen as background characters, right? No real interactions with them whatsoever. And Frank made an excellent point about, about we have two mutes on on this show. And more so, I, I'm more impressed now with uh, with the actor that plays Black Noir just because you don't see his face. You don't see any you know vis- uh, uh, physical expressions or anything whatsoever. And it's just him kind of standing there and then when he hears about Soldier Boy is back, he's like, "Oh well, shit! You know, I need to get out of here, and I need to, you know, ch- ch- you know, do all this." And it's just like you get it, you get the panic, but you never see his face, you never hear a word come out of him. Anyway, sorry, that kind of got me on a tangent. No, I mean, um, you really feel his pain because he yeah. could have been in Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop. He could have had Eddie Murphy's career. <laughs> Seriously. He was, he was born. He was going to be the Axel Foley. He was the original he Axel Foley. He was born Foley. to be. Excellent. Yeah. Well, it, it makes me wonder too, guys. Like, so this was 1984 when they yeah. got rid of uh, of uh, Soldier Boy. Right. Has Black Noir aged at all? Like, we we know the other heroes have aged because we because we see it visibly compared to the flashback into yeah. what we're like now. Black Noir's been Black Noir still a hero in the seven after 30 years or 37 years. That's pretty impressive. Like, yeah. has it aged at all? Well, that, that's it why doesn't I, seem uh, consistent. Because it depends Cap- on what kind of, uh, you know, V he or how he reacts to the V. Because like we we, yeah. we talked about this before, we don't we're not really sure what his powers are. But I mean, he's a he's like a, an amazing like killer, but he doesn't seem to have super strength or speed, or he can't fly or laser well, vision or you know what I'm saying. But in terms of the aging, I mean, you look at at Mesmer. You know, Mesmer was a was a child who had was on the show and had these. You know, I can read your mind. Kind of obviously, Mesmer aged. Gunpowder aged from the photos that we saw in in uh, of payback rather to the point where Butcher killed him. So right. it's not consistent with mm-hmm. all these suits. You know, do all of them right. age or do they or is it just slowed down? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's hard to say. Because the twins look bad. They look, they look like they're doing bad. <laughs> like well, that's that's just years of hero gasm, I'm sure. You know. <laughs> 
just say. But, but you know what? They were there and they were hosting it, but they weren't that involved. So they weren't. <laughs> and they're siblings. I find that weird to like be hosting right. like this super this super like swinger hero gasm thing with your sister. That, that's just that's just weird to me. I love my sister, but I'm not. I'm not hosting. <laughs> you love your sister, but you don't love your. No, sister. ain't no Jamie searching shit going on right over All here. Right. Like, I'm not. Yeah, that's that's weird to me. Thanks for the clarification. Quick you shout out welcome. to. Uh, <laughs> quick shout out to my girl um, Mel from Geeking Out with Melly Mel. Thank you so much for joining us. We're just talking about the latest episode of The Boys. What's up, Melly Mel? Anyway, um, Let, let's move so on to A Train. So I think that's, Please. That's, we, need yes. to, we need to talk about A Train before we get out of here. Um, so we wondered after the last episode, would A Train be alive? Now, he maybe doesn't deserve to be alive. We all thought he would kind of be alive because obviously he's a big character. And now we find out that not only is he alive, but he has Blue Hawks. He has Blue Hawks heart. They gave him a heart transplant. He, uh, of course, uh, speed Can we drag. Can in Celine Dion now? Like, my heart will go my on. My heart will go on. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, so he speed dragged or speed drug or I don't know what the verb is. Um, the tents, I guess he, he, he dragged, uh, what's his name to it? Blue Hawk to his death. And he wakes up in the hospital and Ashley's like telling him like, Hey, here's the storyline. Like, uh, you know, you and Blue Hawk were attacked by soldier boy at hero and you tried to save him, but he was brutally killed by soldier boy. And, and uh, then she starts explaining to him, like, oh, we have this new movie idea for you. And she's like, can I get a what, what? <laughs> and she's like, A, uh, was it uh, A Train's back, baby, or something? And then yeah. he's just like, oh, fuck. No, talk about a flex. I mean, seriously, Frank, you, you weren't here last week to talk about um, what A Train ended up doing to Blue Hawk. And it was obviously mind blowing. I didn't, I personally didn't think that. If if a tracer survived, he was just going to be very limited. Okay, maybe be on this almost close to the same level as his brother. You know, his brother's now paralyzed, unfortunately. But I didn't think he'd you know come back. And now that he has a new heart, he has Blue Hawk's heart. He's without the heart disease. You know, he's going to get a new movie. They're going to put him back in the old suit. Like, dude, I need your thoughts on all of this here and now. <laughs> I didn't see this coming because I, I don't even remember. I think in episode three, I said that I don't think he's, he's going to survive the season. Um, that was my original prediction. But knowing that you killed the you killed the guy who paralyzed your brother and killed a couple others at a, at a rally, now having this man's heart, that's like the level of like symbolism and like ha-ha is just so funny to me. Like you are alive because of this racist fuck. This is why you're this is why you're alive. And you have, it's every morning when you wake up and, and run across the globe, it's gonna be a waking reminder that you're alive because of that racist. That that's like the harshest. It's, it's like a it's like a joke that the Joker would tell Batman. It's it's, it's like the weirdest joke you can ever put on a on it's a, like on a person. A knife has already been stabbed and they're just twisting it, right? Just right, a little bit he, more clockwise. He has a healthy heart now because it's yep. a super heart, but yep. it's the heart of person who paralyzed your brother yep killed people in your community and like now you have to deal with that but like here's the funny thing here's the funny thing ashley i don't know if you guys like really paid attention it seemed like all all of these events were happening within the same day because ashley's still wearing the same outfit that she was wearing right. in the very beginning of the episode with her interview with vnn 
And she's telling him, hey, yeah, you know, you and Blue Hawk were like, it seemed like you were going to be in a good place. But Soldier Boy came in. Okay, but over here on the news, you're saying Soldier Boy died in 84. But you're going to have A-Train tell everyone that it was Soldier Boy who took out Blue Hawk. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're she's dumb. Let's like. Well, no, I think the thing is, is (laughs) she, I mean, her job is insane. Like, how can you keep everything going with what's happening with all these crazy superpower people i think that's maybe that's part of it you know it's just it's too much for but don't you don't you don't you don't you use lose credibility by saying in the same day such a boy is dead but then saying such a boy is alive and he killed somebody that that seems that seems very fox newsish to me but i mean they own the news though they own everything that's done purposefully that's done purposefully (laughs) yeah but i mean they vaught owns everything they have some kind of stake in every part of well, life, no, you know, so no different than Newman telling Homelander after his ranting at the rally. Like you, you need to get your shit together. You need to right. own up and say, "Soldier Boy is back," but we have it under control. Right? You know, like that's that's the crazy thing about this whole bringing Soldier Boy back into this limelight. Which the more I talk about it, the more it's going to be crazy to explain that for one, Soldier Boy is back, and then two, that he's Homelander's daddy. And then, like, here's my question, too. Like, and I guess we'll find out in the next episode. How did the world feel about home, uh, Soldier Boy at the, during during his his time before he was killed in action? Like, we don't we don't know. Like, we don't know how they feel. How, we don't know how the world felt about him. Was he revered? Was he was he annoying? Was he somebody that that they just would the world just tired of seeing and want to get rid of? Like, we don't know. So I, I, I would love to see the reaction when well, they when they do find he's alive. I agree. And then the knowledge that we learned with Huey's conversation with the 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 talent manager, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. Um, but or hero management, whatever, him saying that Soldier Boy never saw action in Normandy, you know, on D-Day. He never fought the Germans. So, like, what has Soldier Boy been doing, you know, during his time as Vought's number one superhero, right? Like they they obviously took him to places and said, "Here you are in Normandy, or here you are in Germany fighting." Like, what have they done to make him believe that he really is the greatest? You know what I'm saying? It, it's really, it's really, really curious. Like, shit's gonna hit the fan. I do think sure. he was a big um, pop culture icon because he was on all these shows and these commercials and he had movies, and so I do think. And also, he was he was a hero, you know. As much as anybody's a hero for Vaught. Is he immortal as well? Because Normandy and, and, and that's all like that's in the 40s. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, I, it's like I, the he, Captain he America knew, thing where and he knew liberty. Yeah. So is he is he immortal as well? I I don't know. I mean, I think it's I mean, obviously Cap was frozen for what 70 years, so that's why he was preserved, but uh maybe whatever they did to him in Russia kind of preserved him the same way. But 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 even but even before that, like if he died in eighty four, normally what in the forties, World War Two? That's no, no, he, no, he didn't die though. He was just that's when they that's when the Russians took him captive. He never died. No, no, no. no I, but the no, world believed no. that he died. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. what but, Frank is saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying in eighty four when he presumably was killed in action. Right. Normandy was in the forties, World War Two. So that's that's forty years between World War Two and eighty four. Right. He looked like he was in his thirties at that time. Like, yeah, I mean, they referenced that in one of the other episodes where they said, like, you know, he was starring in a movie with a like he was the 
63 he was six three years and old, his, and the, the love the, the love interest the was like nineteen, was 19. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. I yeah, mean, no. Yeah, but, you like, know, well, like I said, the the age is not consistent, like across mm -hmm. all soups. We're you know, no freaking idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. I don't think we're ever gonna get that answer. You know what I mean? It's one of those things, like with some of their powers, like how how people have certain powers and how others have different things. I don't know that we're ever gonna find that out. It's just something fun for yeah. us to talk about. I think ultimately, yeah. um, we need to talk about the deep really fast and cool. then butcher. And mine, sure. yeah, Mindstorm, but also let's don't forget about, um, you know, let's, uh, you know, talk about what happened with MM and MM, how he knocked out, uh, Todd, Todd, her, his, uh, ex-wife is, uh, is it her new husband or is it boyfriend? Boyfriend, I, significant other. Sure. I thought he was dead. I thought when he <laughs> hit him, I did do. I thought when he hit him, I thought his head was like going to go like into the car and like hit off the car. And like, that's how he would die. But obviously he was yeah. just knocked the fuck out. But still, yeah. that was a that was a highlight of this episode. No. I, and because obviously MM is not a fan of Todd taking his daughter no. to anything that deals with Homelander. Right. given the fact that soldier boy is out there out in the open, but just the, the, the propaganda and everything that Homelander spills during his speeches and and at this particular rally for this one person who i guess is is going to be running for president in the near future um you know it's it is a scary notion to kind of i i get where you you want to expose your kids but like you're also not the parent and then you didn't even okay it with the child's parent let alone parents so yeah that 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 punch was well deserved in my opinion because him saying to MM, like, well, someone needs to be her father. It's like, oh, nah, brah. Like, yeah. you deserved it. He dropped him. Yeah, he did. It was great. What is, what is up with the what is up with the baby mama, the, the ex-wife? Like, why are you allowing this? Like, exactly. she didn't know, supposedly. So the whole time, like, she's he's like, in, I'm, I was episode three. He was watching that rally. Oh, home and around. Oh, he she, was like, she was behind him watching it. Yeah, yeah she was cheering it. Like, he was cheering and everything like. You have a you have a you have a ten year old little girl, however she is. Like, why would you, why would you be cool with that? <laughs> yeah, I oh. mean, it's pretty clear he's a Homelander fanboy. He dressed like Homelander for her birthday. So, like, and he organized this like soup filled, uh, you know, birthday party. So, yeah, it's pretty clear he he's he's a Homelander fan. He's Team Homelander. That's right. Yay. And and Starlight is just doing horrible things. She's trafficking girls janine's age you know through her little starlight house and they're disappearing cool where are the facts yeah. where are your sources just saying wake up people okay moving on <laughs> I, have, I have a question what, yep. what are you guys's uh predictions as far as like what mm mm soldier boy storyline like what do you what do you think that, that how that ends that's really interesting because like you would think that MM will get some kind of redemption, but then also you have black noir who's gunning for soldier boy now too. I mean, uh, there's different you know, scores uh, to be settled. That's that goes without saying um, with learning about how soldier boy just chucked a car into MM, MM's family home and, and killing a lot of his family members, especially his grandfather and feeling that guilt. You know, if I hadn't woken him up, he would still be here and thus beginning his OCD. 
uh, con uh, conundrum. I, I don't think it'll be wise if MM faced Soldier Boy as himself. Now, unless he took Compound V, Temp V, although don't take Temp V MM because of the fact that it could kill you. Uh, but if unless he took Compound V and then became a soup himself, then it's like, dude, gloves are off. Go at it. Go on with your bad self. Un unless Soldier Boy gets amped up enough. Here's that Russian pops pop whatever song and then, you know, just blast everyone into obliteration. I, I, that's, that, that's the other thing. I don't want Soldier Boy to just be a one-off for this season. I want him to come back because there's definite scores to settle. I mean, now that you mentioned the MM, because honestly, like I had, not that I forgot about it, but like I, we always talk about, there's so much in these episodes that it's because Black Noir became such a huge character in this episode. It seems like he need, he has to get some kind of redemption revenge against Soldier Boy, but you're right. That's a good point. Like, it really would be great if we got another season of Soldier Boy for so many reasons, for the Ryan reason, for MM, obviously, uh, just because he's a great character and it's a great actor playing that character. So I hope that he is in season four. I don't think he will be, though. But uh, yeah, that's a good question, Frank. That's that's a good, good thought. He just needs to keep swinging. That's all I know. Just Laz Lonzo. Keep, keep, keep swinging. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, mommy. So speaking of swinging, uh, or sort of like that, we let's let's go to the deep. Let's go to the deep. He uh, <laughs> he, he, he ain't swinging. Okay. Well, well he's he's trying he's receiving. to in a certain way. Um, he uh, he has a, a you know obviously he's comic relief. He uh, he's really excited because he landed a spot on uh, I guess the Sean Hannity show, which it's kind of weird. That they have like a Fox News personality. They name drop Fox News personality, but then they they have, they also have like their own. Fox News like channel. So that's kind of funny. But anyway, so he's talking to his wife. He wants to spice up their sex life. He wants to bring a new partner into the equation. Of course, it's uh it's an octopus. Her name is Ambrosia or Ambrosius. I don't know how you pronounce Am it exactly. Ambrosia. Yeah. And what did y'all think about this scene? I'll go to Frank first. <laughs> Um, so, wow, Frank is speechless. That's that's like a first. I mean, that was more speechless to me than herogasm, in my opinion. Um, only because um I'm all about sexual liberation. I, I draw the <laughs> line with I draw the line with animals though. That's kind of weird. Um kind of? Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. I mean, I I mean I, I, I guess I kind of get it, like with the eight with the eight tentacles, like eight times the fun, I guess, but um, I, I, he lost me on that one. He, he, he did. He lost me on that one. Um, yeah, he, 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 he's not <laughs> anywhere, anywhere near my dog. I don't, I don't trust him around at all. Like, no, like he is the comic relief, right? Like he's the comic relief of the show. Like he's, yeah, yep. he, he's the, he's, he's, he's the, he's the, he's the ditzy superhero. Yep. Um, <laughs> I don't know where his storyline goes from here. Like, I don't know his, like his value to the seven. Like, I don't know. I don't know what he, I don't know. He's fun to watch. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know where he goes, where he lies in within the storyline of this, of, of the, of this show. I'm really stumped. I don't know. I'm just babbling right now. <laughs> Brittany, yeah. what are you thinking? I, 
Um, I, I I do not support anyone out there who uses animals as part of their um, sex lives. Let's just it put it looked, that way. It looked consensual, though. I mean, Abroja did he, Abroja did Listen, sign for the threesome. So wait, wait a minute. You're you're basing this on one dude who supposedly can talk to sea animals. Supposedly, okay, no. I'm not buying that. Sorry. Same. It's the same idea of a man saying what a woman should be should do with her body. Just saying. Okay. Good point. Now, Good point. Touche. It 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 was not. Uh, there are no words. Okay. You know the, there. Obviously, we saw this start at Herogasm, and then he says he the deep says he needs this with his wife because their sex life has become vanilla and ambrosia thinks that his wife is super hot and she wants to find out for herself and it's just yeah. like okay no i would run out of there too yeah it, so, it, it's just no. no so 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 the wife is out and uh, uh this is probably my favorite part of the episode as far as comedy uh that's disturbing she, she asked uh she asked the deep she's like so how long have you, have you been fucking it? He's like, first off, it's not an it, it's a her. He's like, get your pro get your pronouns right. I like, I burst into laughter when he said that. I thought that was the funniest thing. You uh, would, you you would. I just, I love. I don't know. You're you're the so, word guy, so yeah, I, I yeah, I totally I, get that. I appreciate the comedy in this show. I really yeah, appreciate the true. comedy. He and, had the uh, worst superpowers, by the way, at all the heroes. I mean, he was second with going get. Getting naked every time he trans he, he teleports. Teleport. That's by far the worst powers he had. Like the the the, the attraction to the sea animals really is that's weird to me. I know he has superpower. He can swim in the water. Talk He's Aquaman, He's Aquaman right? He's Aquaman. So, yeah. If I find out Aquaman is if Desmond Moore is fucking fish, I'm done. I'm sorry, I'm done. Well, I don't know about fish, but he's definitely down with dolphins. Dolphins <laughs> are notoriously horny. I think Jason Momoa might be also. I I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm gonna need y'all to stop. <laughs> I mean, Flipper is not just the name. I'm just saying Will it's, you it's a call stop. to action. It's wow. a call to action. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Okay. Um, this show <laughs> has definitely derailed. What wow. about the what about the dolphin in uh no 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 <laughs> listen, we've no. seen one dolphin get, get killed by by the That's deep's fair. hands. That's fair. We've seen Timothy get killed by the deep eating it. Yep. We don't need to see Ambrosia being killed because she sucked dicked way too hard or something. I don't know. I'm just what saying, about like, what about Snowflake from Ace Ventura though? Oh my god! <laughs> Is there a more important dolphin besides Dan Marino than that? Than Snowflake? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Justin has too many dolphin facts. I I agree. Yes, we're we're gonna get back I, into the. To I the, know. Uh, I just know a lot of stuff. That's all it is. I'm, no, I'm a, no, I'm a big time reader. I'm a big reader. Big no, reader. Yeah. I read anyway, a lot. No, on. one more funny thing I want to, I want to touch on was the <laughs> soldier boy and Huey encounter with the, uh, with the priest and nun, which oh, I, I assume were under great. mind control. That was also kind of maybe a supernatural moment because like there's these possessed, these people that are possessed and they have to kill them. And maybe, I don't know. Maggie uh, can probably answer that, but yeah, I was just going to ask our, 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 I mean, I don't think it's supernatural. To... They were, they were brutally killing people like that. <laughs> or if they were there, it wasn't like 
but but his comment but... his comment of you know hard pass on his exorcist shit like yeah I, yeah yeah then he still proceeds to <laughs> do the cross on himself and then run away yeah. um that was that was actually pretty funny and kind of kind of out of nowhere <laughs> yeah so let let's talk about mindstorm and what he does to butcher Mm-hmm. because that is obviously a huge crux of this episode. Yep. So Mindstorm is the, besides Noir, he's the final living member of Payback. They're chasing Mindstorm. Butcher's after him. Butcher is asking Soldier Boy to help out. They go after Mindstorm, and we learn that Mindstorm, the thing with him is never look him in the, in the eyes, right? If you see him, close your eyes, because if he can see your eyes, he gets in your head, and he controls you. Mm-hmm. And of course he, he ambushes him. He looks butcher dead in the eyes. And all of a sudden butcher is stuck in this like nightmare of his childhood where he's seeing his little brother, his abusive father, and just that yep. whole storyline. What did you think about that? Uh, we see butcher's childhood play out in this nightmare scenario, Brittany. So it's good. The fact that we have more context about Lenny because we we obviously in the previous season heard the name Lenny uh Butcher's aunt made reference about Huey looking like Lenny and and that was right. kind of all we got about who Lenny is to Butcher little brother but we didn't know about subject of of his death was it Butcher's fault was it someone else's fault that kind of thing and I can really see now, obviously, I'm sure you guys and everyone else here can really understand why Butcher is the way that he is. With kids, they learn from their parents, they learn from their environment, and the fact that their father was clearly abusive, clearly a horrible human being, and Butcher became that same person, uh, not only to his brother, Uh, but just to the people around him. It's kind of a miracle thinking hindsight, how he was able to find Becca and have her fall in love with him and start this life together. You know, she probably really just worked hard to get the better side of Butcher out of him. And when, when Butcher is seeing all this play out again, you, you can obviously see just how sorry he is for everything that he, he did or said. And, you know, kneeling down to Lenny's level and saying, don't you listen to him? You know, don't you listen to, to their father saying whatever he said about Lenny and, you know, you're more than that. And and he's trying to make up for the things that he didn't do in his youth in the sense of protecting Lenny. But Frank, the conversation that, that Lenny has with Butcher in this, in this nightmare, if you will, right before Lenny gets the gun and ultimately kills himself. Like what, what did you make out of that with the sense of everyone that butcher comes in contact with everyone that butcher loves, they all end up dead. And and he talks about Huey. What are your thoughts on that? Well, like you said, um, you know, why you see why he is the way he is like this destructive personality. Um, the fear of like, you know, having kids with, with his, his, his wife that has, his, that is now gone. Um, and the, the outburst he had with Ryan a few episodes earlier, you get it now, like all, all the abuse, the physical abuse, the mental abuse that he got from his father and, and, um, and feel like he failed. 
like leaving to go to the military or boot camp. I can't remember where he, where he went, but leaving yeah, him behind the military. the military, leaving him behind and and leaving killing himself. That's that's guilt you carry for a lifetime. It's, it, I don't care what I don't care what you. I don't care how much therapy you have. Sure, someone that you're that close to uh, and that you're and that you that you vow to protect um, is now gone because because of you. That's 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 guilt that you that that you can never you can never get over. Now what my beef with that storyline or what happened was and I talked just about this on Friday. It was a, it was very Jamie Lannister like. This man gets he gets he gets put into into this into this mind trance. We're living what he went through as a child, and and you see the flashbacks of seeing Lenny and Huey, Lenny and Huey, the, the, the back and forth. I've and and that's how you that's how you see how he views Huey. He views Huey as his baby brother, even though he doesn't show it. <laughs> but that's how he views himself. A view, yeah. views Huey. Huey saves his life. He wakes him out of this. And he finds out that Tim the Tim V is killing it, is killing both of them, and he doesn't tell Huey. It's like everything you saw, everything that he that he relived twice, only to revert back to <laughs> being the same old butcher. It's like why even show that if he's going to go back to back to his, to his worst impulses that. That kind of frustrated me a little bit because I thought we was having, actually having a breakthrough with this character a little bit. Yeah, no, and I and I can definitely see where you're coming from with that because I got frustrated too. But then thinking it's all about interpretation and, and Butcher's own twisted mind now having the knowledge that Compound V or I'm sorry, Temporary V, you take three to five doses, it'll kill you or shit starts going wrong, right? In his own twisted way, it could be one or two things is that either he's going to keep taking the Temp V for himself and do himself in to protect Huey or he's going to use it for someone else. Now who that someone else is, I don't know, but I, I kind of want to hope and believe that, that Eric Kripke and the whole production of the boys is not going to repeat what game of Thrones did with Jamie Lannister's story arc. We've talked about that in our previous pod of game of Thrones. If you guys want to listen to that, uh, I will be sure to modify the description box down below that way you can listen to what I had to say about that because I was very passionate about what what they did to Jamie Lannister because that was fucked up. Anyway, I do not believe that they're going to make that same mistake. I think because the fact that Butcher has now relived those childhood memories twice and sees the error of his ways and was so visibly hurt by it i don't think he's going to make that same mistake with huey i think he's going to try to do right by saving huey by protecting huey uh because huey has said it to uh mindstorm and i think even to soldier boy that butcher's family at this point and huey's going to do whatever it takes to save butcher i'm hoping butcher would do the same i i i think just to make up for the wrong that he did to lenny justin your thoughts yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I do think that that Butcher cares about Huey more than he says he does. I mean, I think I think after reliving this, his childhood through this nightmare, I do think that that's made him realize that more. Um, but then also at the end of the day, he he's also a whatever it takes kind of guy. And I I think, again, he sees this is his only shot to take out Homelander is they have to use this V. And, and that, but I, you know, I think you're right. I do think that he will try to, uh, you know, dissuade Huey from using it or, or tell him the truth about that. But I don't think Butcher's going to stop using the V. I think he, he's going to use it until the bitter end. And 
you know, whatever it takes to kill Homelander, that's what he's going to do. So for sure, I, I think that, uh, it's tough to predict what's going to happen with Butcher and Huey in the finale, but I don't think it's going to, I don't think they're going to be in a good place going into season four. I'll just say that. <laughs> Drew agrees. The boys will not go the route of game of Thrones season eight. Yes. <laughs> Let us manifest yeah. that. Speak that into the universe, please. You cannot I agree. go through that again. That was awful. I agree. No, I'm, I'm hoping. And I think that's what, the boys has done really well with these characters is building the story arcs for a lot of these characters, maybe with the exception of the deep, the deep is just kind of like, ah, I couldn't care less about him. Even with a train, it finally happened to where, you know, it took his brother being paralyzed for him to kind of click and be like, Oh shit, this isn't right. And, and now that he's got blue Hawk's heart, yes, you've been given a second chance, but what are you going to do with that second chance? Right? right. So let's not fuck it up. And let's be better. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. The Deep is a very shallow character. So, oh yeah, he's uh, an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, one the, the last one things the last things I want to point out to y'all, and this this was a, a quick little scene, kind of throwaway, but nothing on this show is wasted. Is did y'all notice the part where they focused on the potential uh, vice presidential pick for Robert Singer? It's yeah. a guy named Lamar Bishop. They show him on camera for a little bit. And I'm wondering how he's going to play into the story. And here's my theory. And I just kind of come up with this in like the last 10 minutes. I think that Newman wants to get Singer elected, right? And then I think they're going to assassinate Singer, thus putting in this, this uh, what's his name? I, had, I wrote it down. Bishop. Uh, Bishop in place, because I think he's a puppet of Newman and or Vought. Ooh. so that's what i think will happen i don't know if that'll be in the finale if that'll be in season four but i think that that's the reason why they show that guy i think he's a former vaught person and because oh. I, I, I don't think singer is totally on board you know he met with edgar in the beginning of the season and he's not a big fan of the soups and so or and maybe not vaught either i mean obviously he has vaught's backing he's having a rally where homelander's speaking so there's some kind of relationship, but I think that they're going to knock him off and put in Bishop in place as the president of the United States. That's a great theory. So, well, why not just buy off? Why not just buy off uh, Singer? Yeah, Singer. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. Maybe, maybe they they don't they, they don't think they can. Maybe mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a better story to kill the president than it is to buy him off. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Jeez. Do y'all have wow. any predictions for the finale? Oh. Um, shit's gonna get real. I think the big reveal of Soldier Boy coming back into the public eye is gonna blow everyone's minds. And somehow, if it's laying the foundation of Homelander taking out Soldier Boy either in this episode, which I really, really hope he doesn't do that, I, I want to see this progress into next season. If if Soldier Boy would be killed, like halfway through next season fine i don't care but like it needs to develop like if that's let's say that's the route they go however i think we're gonna lose i think we're still gonna lose some people uh if it's mave just because of the foreshadowing line of if you were to die either by accident or by choice that's you know to me that was kind of the tell i still am fearful of frenchie because now that Kimiko has her powers 
restored and she wants to obviously save him, protect him. I think she's going to find herself in a situation where she can't. And I, that hurts me because I really love their, you know, relationship and how it's grown. But I, there would just be so much to unpack for the finale. And I just have no idea where, where it's going to take us. Frank. I mean, shit, I, I, I've been so way off so far with these predictions. Um, I think Mae sacrifices herself um, in some form of fashion. I don't know who she sacrifices herself for or takes out in the, in the process. And I think we get a Ryan, a Ryan uh, um, cameo in, in, this, in the finale as well. And I think Ryan kills somebody. I think Ryan plays a part in like taking out somebody as well. That would be very boys like. That would be a very shocking way to introduce him to the family business. As if he <laughs> um, I don't want to lose any of these characters. Honestly, I love the show. This is my favorite show. I think this is the best show, maybe ever. I, I really believe that this show is so strong. It's had twenty three episodes. For me, it's twenty three out of twenty three. It's pitching a perfect game. I can't wait for the finale. I wish it wasn't the finale though, because I wish the show could keep going. Uh, Hold on, I got some sirens on my end. So, uh, Brittany, why don't you talk for a little bit? I, I think basically what Justin's, you know, feels the same way as the rest of us is the fact that the show it, it has pushed the envelope. It brings us things that we would have never considered before in a TV show, and the fact that uh, Netflix could probably learn a thing or two by the strategy that Amazon <laughs> gives us with being episodic as opposed to dropping everything all at once. Like we have something to talk about and look forward, look forward to every single week. Right. So the yeah. fact that we're uh, yes, Maggie, we only have one episode left for the season. That is going to be this coming Friday or Thursday night, as we have learned, thanks to Justin. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, the internet doesn't crash like it did a couple weeks ago, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, Justin, take it away. This is, yeah, this is no, your thoughts. I was just going to say that I agree. I do think that Frenchie, is going to die in this episode. I, I think that Maeve is going to die in this episode. Um, and I think soldier boy is going to die or at least be badly injured, taken out of the picture in this episode. So, um, I hope I'm wrong on all three accounts. I really do. I don't want to be right, but, uh, I don't know. It's such a great show. I just, I love this show so much. Like when I rewatching it to take notes for, for our podcast, I just enjoy it so much. It's just such a great show. By the way, if you're watching it like on Amazon, like the Fire Stick or however you're watching it, check out the trivia. There's always like great information in there. Like the, there's all kinds of like little like vignettes and little videos that they do that I think they end up putting on social media. And definitely follow them on social media because the, like there's such such great information. Like they they continue the storylines even during the off season, which is something else that makes this show you know kind of a one of a kind uh, TV show. And uh, Brittany, speaking of social media, how can people follow us on social media? Very simple. As many of you all know and already are doing so, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply follow the Watchers in the Basement using the handle at Watchers Basement. Varies slightly on Twitter. And we appreciate, once again, everyone who has joined us for this live stream. We really appreciate your feedback, your engagement, uh, your you know questions and predictions for the finale of the boys and we are on the road to 100 y'all you can help spread the word 
about the Watchers in the Basement by using hashtag Watchers Basement. Help us get to 100 YouTube subscribers. We are at 68. I checked this morning. We are at 68 subscribers. Help us get to 100, hopefully by the end of the year, maybe sooner. And last but not least, you can also listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, thanks to Anchor.fm. And back to you, Justin. Thank you, Brittany. Appreciate it. So for Frank and for Brittany, this is Justin saying we'll see you next week when we recap the epic, and I'm, I'm going to call it an epic season finale of The Boys. See you all next week. Thanks. <laughs>